think that's another thing that is quite prevalent in our industry at the moment was that, you know, there's a lot of banter around mental health and it, and it is quite alive and well and we just need to... I'm so excited for you to listen to this week's episode. I chatted to the incredible Janine Simons, Mana Dave, two amazing salon owners, longtime friends of mine. So here is the connection, communication and confidence what you need to know about 2024. This episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast is brought to you by the Salon Mastery Program, a business coaching program for salon owners to learn actionable steps and actionable strategies to transform your salon, but also your life. Move away from stress and overwhelm to freedom, more profit by implementing a strategic business framework to scale your salon with help from coaching, workshops, a dedicated success coach, 24-7 support from a community of salon owners who know exactly what you're going through. So if you want to join in, apply now in the show notes of this episode to start your journey to more freedom and more profit. Janine Mana, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Super chuffed that the three of us are together. Hey, what's up? Yeah, hey guys, I'm so excited too. It's like chatting with friends. It's great to be here. Before we do, I want to do a little bit of who's who for some of you have not met. So uh, let's start with you, Janine. Um, who the heck are you? Where are you? And what do you do? Yeah, sure thing. So I'm Janine Simons. I am here. I'm based here in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, I'm a salon owner. So I have a salon in the central city, which uh, I have a team of 14 in there at the moment. So that keeps me well and truly out of trouble. Um, I also am a, I work for a global brand uh, as a color master for Kevin Murphy. Um, and more recently, I have a bit of a side hustle creating tools and resources for the industry. Because at, at my core, I'm about education and elevating the industry. So that's who I am. How about you, Mana? Hey, guys, what's up? My name's Mana, and I am, first and foremost, I'm a hairdresser. I have been for a quarter of a century now, so it's been a little while. Um, in addition to that, I've actually been a salon owner for 15 years, and I have a salon based in Newmarket in Auckland uh, called Blaze. Um, and in addition to that, I'm really fortunate that, um, like Janine, I'm a brand ambassador. So I do some um, work for Redken, both in, Ze in New Zealand and internationally, and my specialization is color as well, too. So it's super exciting to kind of join the ladies today to have a really great um, cordial. For those of you who don't know, that's Māori for a chat. Yes, I'm looking forward to our chat. And specifically, I really wanted to talk about, um, I feel like there's this timeline that we're just crossing over, stepping into 2024. And um, the last couple of years, we've been through a massive shift in the world, in the industry, um, you know, the big C word, the COVID word. We've been in and through a recession. Are we in it? Are we through it? I, I'm not really sure. But I feel like I feel like I want to draw this sort of significant line in the sand and say, do you know what? Stepping into 2024, I think there's an opportunity for us to leave behind the external problems, excuses and challenges and I really want 2024 and beyond for this industry to step up and go screw that, step back into our own driver's seat and let's get into the yeah the driver's seat, the power seat and get back into what can we do, what can we control and how can we change our business and I feel like that's a good thing to talk about with you guys 
what are the things that we need to leave behind from the past and what are the things we can just bring to the forefront so we can make sure 2024 is epic awesome um so i thought who better to discuss this with than with you guys so what do you reckon what have been what have been the things that we've been holding on to that have been holding us back and to be fair they've been real you know the external things mm. but that has an, an effect on us internally as well what do we need to let go of well i i think um i i, I like where you're at with the, that whole headspace component i think just the way we're wired as human beings it's really important for us to kind of um, compartmentalize things it allows our brains to really go okay this happened let's pick this up let's push it over here and then we're now here it's it's important for us to have that very clear demarcation line because then it allows you to go okay so what am i doing now i think that's the first thing and it's really important um as human beings and as salon owners and as hairdressers that we go i'm here now that happened i can actually have the permission to leave that behind to look to the future i think something as simple as that and like verbalizing it out loud and being very clear in your headspace about that is actually where you've got to start first off yes i would agree um with both of you i think you know for a while now we've put a lot of excuses on mm -hmm. that being something that's made our industry really tough um, i think we need to let go of that that message behind mm -hmm that time and place and, and and the era that was of that and actually focus on the positives that have come mm. out of it. You know, it really did actually um, elevate our industry quite somewhat. People really realised yeah. they could actually live without their hairdresser. Um, mm. There's been a lot more flexibility in our industry with regard to, um, you know, hours that salons are open or hours that teams work. Uh, also, though, I've what I've experienced myself personally is there's a lot more flexibility with our consumers coming in and out of the door. Like they used to be absolutely rigid on times mm. that they could come and the stylist that they would see. Whereas now I find there's a lot more flexibility around that, which is so great from a business perspective. Um, so yeah, I think uh, if I was thinking of something to let go of, comparison and fear, mm. I think two key words for me that we should let go of, like stop comparing what was, start focusing on the future mm -hmm. and also stop fearing the change. You know, like, yes, our uh, stylists are driving us to change the way we do business. That's great. Embrace it, you know. Um, and our consumers are expecting different things. Also, that is great. Like, stop comparing it to what was and fearing the future. And um, let's get on with it and drive the change, I say. So, mm. yeah, I resonate with all of that so much. I love that, actually, Janine. It is um, letting go of the fear of uh, change in itself. Um, and you're right, there is so much more freedom to just be and you can freely say that I can or I can't be available or actually um, I need to go and deal with a personal thing. People are really um, open to that and really encourage you to go, that's okay if you can't serve me right now. I, I get it, you need to go and deal with your own real true life. There's a lot of compassion maybe uh, or understanding. I could give mm. you a great example. Like honestly, this summer, one of my key um, stylists broke her shoulder, ten weeks out. Right. So if I rewind five, six years ago, it would have been a major drama. I think for <laughs> yes, like she's fully booked. She's fully booked six, eight weeks in advance. All of the things. Um, but you know what? Not one single one of her guests or clients has said 
to um, our team trying to move them into oh, who am I worth or they don't care. They're actually just like, well, they care. They trust that whoever they're going to within Maine is going to look after them. There's been no resistance to timeframes or stylists, which I think is amazing. And I honestly think COVID created that for us. So yeah, I yeah, agree. Like, I think, yeah, I think that you're right. That actually taps onto the thing. I think what it's given people as well too, from a client perspective, it's given them a lot more compassion because they, they were without us for such a long period, I think they really appreciate when, for whatever reason, we're not able to be in the salon and they're quite okay to see another stylist. Because we have the same experience as well, too. I mean, you know, um, I know that you get bouts of flu and you're still getting COVID kind of floating around. So when people are away, well, we, we've also found that they've been really flexible with going to another team member if they can't wait for that size to come back. So it's given them more compassion. Totally agree. Yeah, 100%. And how how enlightening for our industry, right? Just mm. that thing. So great. I think it, it extends outside the salon too because uh, yesterday we had a bit of a boo-boo. We sent... Um, <laughs> technical glitch we sent about 30 to 40 emails to all of our email database sorry guys um and we thought what the heck so a bunch of people got <laughs> completely spammed by us somebody pushed the wrong button um and so i was expecting people to you know scream at us and tell us how terrible we were and what a terrible mistake we were feeling internally so bad but instead we got people call on the phone, email us and to say, hey, just letting you know something might be wrong. We got all these emails. I hope it's okay. I hope the mop-up isn't too terrible. And I was like, wow, that's so, like people actually considered mm. that that was, could have been a mis wanted to let us know. And again, a couple of years ago, we would have just got angry emails and like, how dare you unsubscribe? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I think it, I think it, yeah, it goes a long way for sure. Yeah, it's a definite headspace shift, I think. Yeah, yeah, agree. Okay, nice. Thank goodness for that. Change is good. Um, all right. What about if we take, I feel like there's this virtual line that we almost like, like you said, Nana, um, mm. Nana, need to physically step over. Like it's almost this ritual that we want to do physically. What are the things that we need to, if we're looking into the future, that we can start thinking about moving towards? If we're letting go, um, bringing over um, more compassion, letting go of fear. What are the things as an industry we need to start thinking about? Where do we see the future going? Well, I think some of it is, um, I, I don't know, I definitely feel from COVID, one of the things that really came, because, because people weren't able to be with us, there's something about the loss of that human connection and interaction that I feel as we move forward, it's almost like we need to really heighten that and amplify that part of our business and the way we interact with our clients because that that's really hard to replicate i mean it's hard to get technology to be able to replicate that kind of connection and it's actually not that new that's an old thing that's kind of really the core and essence of our business so i feel like it's it's something that we've really got to find a way as we move forward to amplify that more because our clients were away from us for a couple of months, definitely in Auckland was a couple of months, a good few months. I think it, people really missed that element. So we've got to make sure that we heighten that and, and bring that into our businesses as we move forward in the salon space. 
Yeah, I, I would agree, Mana. And, uh, you know, to your point, that is something that is not new. And it's, um, however, I do think it is something that we need to focus on educating mm. teams on. We spend a lot of time educating or upskilling our teams here skill wise. Uh, it's so important that we actually teach them, you know, how to have that conversation, how mm -hmm. to elevate yeah. how our clients feel, right? Yeah. Totally. Um, so really teaching them to tap into how to make a person feel good, mm -hmm. even if you don't. Do you know? Yeah. I think that's another thing that is quite prevalent in our industry at the moment too, is that, um, you know, there's a lot of banter around mental health and it, and it is quite alive and well. And we just need to, again, we need to embrace that and actually give humans coming in and out of our salons, you know, the um the tools or the feeling of of wellness. So mm. um I think yeah it's definitely something moving into 2024 that's a focus. Mm. Um, and really focusing on, you know, how can we add value not only to our clients but to our teams. I think mm. that's a really big thing. I think too Janine um to, um um what, what what you just mentioned about upskilling our staff and our team you're you're 100 correct because our generation of stylists now that we assume that they are used to having those skills but the um the world that they've grown up in those skills really don't abound in the same ways when we came through so for us something that we lived and breathed on a daily basis it really is a new experience for them so I think as a salon owner, you've got to make sure that you are putting aside the time to really teach them those soft skills, to read body language, to hear what the client says when they're not using the right words. Really, really fundamental core things like that will really help to heighten that human connection with our clients. And then the flow on from that is the connection and the return business. That's just, that, that's going to go through the roof. Mana, because, because our upcoming workforce generation are used to communicating via technology yes. so they're missing the the sort of personal cues is that what you're referring to yeah totally yeah, yeah. Well, sure. we we just assume that they they know how to do and see and they see those things but i get why they don't it's not really a big part of their world yeah they really portray to us that they i, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this but i i think they seem so confident the younger ones like yes they have <laughs> feel like i know what i'm doing and i'm super confident yeah. and um i buy into that sometimes and yeah, then I'm like, same. <laughs> i hear the conversation and i'm like whoa <laughs> so there is like there's the, again that's awesome i love the confidence that they have mm, and, um, and the freshness they bring right mm. uh yeah there is a layer that needs to be added by us old school peeps that yeah <laughs> communicate better so yeah it's mm. interesting times yeah it's so interesting but i think you're right like they've got something that i know inherently i didn't have same. at their yeah, level same. i never had that experience no. so in, in essence they're actually bringing something already to us that yeah, we don't have to develop we just need to add that other extra layer that's missing yeah and uh, soft communication skills and being soft one of them. Mm -hmm. um, I actually actively needed to teach my children how to talk on the telephone. Mm. You know, like that was not a skill that my parents taught me because I just watched them do it. Um, they don't watch me on the telephone because we text or um, video or something. But I actually had to teach my youngest one how to do a two-way conversation because he would be just silent. And also he doesn't hold the phone up to his ear. He holds it out in front of him. Yeah, and so really my, my mum would... 
be talking to him and then he would say nothing and I was like okay ask her a question oh, oh okay <laughs> do you know in, in the salon I find most of the stylists they they don't want to ring their clients like no. they really don't it's like hey just ring them and ask them to move or ask them whatever we want to get, have ask mm. them they'll be like oh and they'll text them or they'll text, email them yeah, yeah. It was like, which is fine but you know it's just it's interesting isn't it just that shift mm. just that little thing yeah funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it does put a lot of uh pressure to be fair not not new pressure but it does put a lot of responsibility on as an owner for us to be quite dynamic and how uh, all, all of the different facets of owning a business, we have to think about communication skills, um, mental health, um, all of those things as to run a team, especially as our team gets larger. Um, what's the one that we need to focus on the most when it comes to developing a team? Communication skills. Because I, I think that's, if I see anybody tripping over and growing a business, it's managing and developing the humans. Mm. <laughs> it's probably the hardest part of what we do to be fair yeah. right like um I find everything else pretty easy for want of a better word um I yeah I mean the investment in humans it's constant and probably like you guys you know I when I talk to a lot of salon owners it's the one thing that drives them crazy and they get a bit resentful about it I remember going on a um a course back in my early 20s and I was a very new salon owner um, and uh, this lady Nurgish Walsh I don't know if you've ever heard of her she said you're basically a professional repeater and that just stayed with me and because I have that message I don't get resentful about the fact that I'm constantly regurgitating and teaching the same things and you know because mm. that's, that's HR that's having humans yeah. in your world yeah really. it is mm. i um you actually what you see just triggered something for me um to me i was thinking you know one of the things i i've probably noticed with this new generation is because of the world that they grow up in they they actually find being debriefed or getting critiquing or advice they they find that really challenging yeah. And and be, and because of that, I think one one thing I have noticed is that they can be really great at looking at the things that they do well, but they get scared to look at the things that they need to work on. So one of the things we really try to do is kind of help um, our team to understand the things that they see as I don't know, for lack of a better word, their weaknesses. Those things can be actually become their superpower, and if they can put a bit of energy and invest a bit of time into it, that's the thing that's going to help them generally to make a stronger connection with the client and to build a better business for themselves in our business. So I definitely think there's something in there about help teaching them the skill of understanding it's okay to make a mistake, just mm. get the learning from it, whatever it is, use that and move that forward, move the goal forward. I think there's something in there that the salon owners if we could find a way to teach that to them, that would really help them yeah, and help our businesses. Yeah, I feel, you know, most of my experiences of maybe over the last three to five years is um, a lot don't really like being in the learning zone. I'm kind of like, embrace the learning zone. You're out of it before you know it. And then mm. it's hard to kind of be back in that, you know, mm. so um, yeah, it's a, it's a challenging one. I agree with you, Mana. It is really 
um, investing the time in them to and getting them to understand that it's great to continue learning. Imagine if we all stopped, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to turn the conversation to the way that we pay our people in the industry um, because I feel like um, the shift has happened, the expectation has changed both from the owner and the employee, um, not just this industry even, and I think it's put some pressure on this industry with prices rising um, and the expectation of this generation. What's been your experience? What are your thoughts on how we need to pivot as owners moving forward? Yeah, I would say that's definitely been my experience. Like the demand for higher hourly rates and things is real and the cost of um, the cost of HR is definitely skyrocketed for here in New Zealand in the last couple of two, two three years, right? With um and from a globally. Human, uh, yeah, globally. Yeah. From a human perspective, I'm so for it. Do you know yeah. like needs and deserves the right for a great live to earn a great living um, it has brought challenges into the business world like you've got to find that money from somewhere right yeah. it's all very well to, you know but the pot is so big yeah. Um, so yeah for, I, 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 the time is nigh now and I'm seeing it in the industry a lot for an absolute real a very big focus to be making data to, driven decisions um, mm. and also to be super focused and just know your numbers you know mm. we've kind of got away with it for a long period of time like maybe not having to worry too much about that um, you just can't now you know you actually have to it's, we have to take business seriously mm. I agree I think it's definitely about knowing your numbers I think too it's about the being you know being transparent with your team and really helping them to understand how your business operates and you know what is available for them to dip into. I, that's been a really big focus for us as we've had our salon for 15 years. And I think it's really interesting. I think because I haven't understood so many of our team members that have left us have actually gone on to open their own salons because we've been really, we found the value in helping them to actually understand how our business works. So then when we're looking at things like you know, making sure that we give them fair compensation for wages and all of that kind of stuff, that when we're giving it to them, they get, oh, okay, I get how this works. And if I want more, this is the piece of the puzzle I've got to focus on to try and lift that up. I think, yeah, the transparency with your numbers as well too for your team, so they really understand the business is super important. Yeah, I would yeah, agree. And then, yeah. And then giving them the tools to be able to um, upskill because the maths yeah. is the same. I mean, there's only... <laughs> 100% of the money that there is. You can't magically make more. So mm -hmm. how do they get a bigger piece? You just have to make yeah. the pie bigger. You can't give them a bigger piece of the pie. The pie is the pie. So if mm -hmm. we make the pie bigger, then their slice is automatically bigger. And so then the pressure or the opportunity is how do we take that and have a way that we can get our team to upskill, um, earn more, do more, do better, but without working more hours. I think that's mm -hmm. where the margin is. We don't want yeah. our people working more than, I mean, I think 35 hours is considered a full-time job now. Gone yeah. are the days of 38 and 40. Like nobody mm -hmm. wants to work that. I wouldn't be surprised if the average is like 30 because we don't want to work longer. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to work longer, no. um, but, but we still need them to earn the same or more. Mm. So we can't give them a bigger slice of the pie. There is no bigger slice to give. Our margins are tight enough in this industry 
So how do we make sure that our team can grow their pie bigger so their slice is automatically bigger? I think that's the challenge that we have. Well, that's the opportunity that we have. We've got to get good at selling. And I mm. think as an industry, we don't like that word selling. No, um, but I think it's intrinsically connected to serving. Serving is selling. Selling yeah. is serving. It's one and the same. So we just need to be smarter. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Mm. Yeah, and um, not be afraid to charge, you know, like mm. Probably the last two or three years, I've worked a lot with my team on that. Let's remove the emotion. It's not an emotional decision what you're charging for your services. It's based on your experience and your skill and the time it takes and all of the things, right? Um, but to Mana's point, I think transparency is absolute key. Like right from, I had an epiphany about five years ago where I'd never actually sat a, a year one apprentice down and said, once you get to an executive level at Main Salon, this is what you'll be earning. So here they are on their like apprentice journey, you know, earning whatever they're earning, which is like enough, but not it's not top dollar, let's face it. Um, and they they can't see that big picture really. So now that complete transparency is so great. And um, I consider it my my job or my management team's job to get everyone that works in our team to a point where they want to be with regard to their hourly earnings. So one of the first things we do when they start with us is we sit them down and say, okay, what's your good, great, excellent hourly rate, right? And so they'll tell us they're good and then I'll make them, we'll get the draw out, they're great. And then we'll draw out, they're excellent. Um, and once we get the excellent, the conversation is, okay, it's our job to help you get there. We'll show you how, we'll give you the tools. Um, and my great goal is to help you exceed your excellent um, and for the most part, we kind of get there. So, um, yeah, I think those career pathways, transparency to Mana's point, um, you know, it's just all got to be on the table really now, right? Mm. Yeah, well, I think when they yeah. get an understanding of where they fit in everything, it just get, it's that whole thing about, okay, I feel more secure, I feel more stable. You now I can do the things I need to kind of do to get where I want to go. Yeah. 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 And there might uh, be a hard four walls too, right, Mana? You know, or like they can earn um you know further income through education or working mm. for a brand or doing creative work or whatever that looks like it doesn't necessarily like I don't, we're not limited to one income stream and neither should they be if they mm. have desire you know yeah I, people will leave us when they run out of future so I think that's part of our responsibility is to create future with them the majority of it hopefully is inside our own businesses but to your point Janine like if why not expand that those opportunities while they can still work for you? 
Yeah. You know, as a good segue to talk about this kind of solo movement, there's a, uh, a bunch of businesses feeling the pain of people leaving and just going out on their own, whether they're doing it at home or they're renting a chair somewhere or um, this, I know in the Northern hemisphere has been done a much longer, but it's becoming mm. more prevalent here in the Southern Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand. Um, do we fear it? Do we worry about it? Is this going to kill the industry or is this an opportunity for us as business owners to build a brand? What are your thoughts? Oh, I always look to the opportunity. <laughs> always. Of course. I mean, you know, though you have moments where you're like, oh, because it does affect us. Let's mm. let's be real. You know, we are losing some great stylists mm. to the, that space. Um, I kind of think it's great in some ways for stylists, though, too, to be able to have that opportunity maybe to step into that without being a full salon owner because I also worry about that. I, that's a bigger concern. We don't have enough young ones stepping out there to take on salon ownership. I, if I look mm. at many, you know, over the last five to 10 years, really, that have kind of, you know, gone out. I mean, there's a few for sure. Um, so, yeah, I sort of think it's great for them to have that opportunity. And I always... I, I believe there's plenty, there are there are staff or team members out there. Yes, it's hard to find great ones that will fit your culture and your brand and um, that we're all responsible for growing them too. And there's not enough of that happening either, in my humble mm. opinion. Mm. You know, um, So there's, there's a lot that can be done to solve that problem. Also, Larissa, to your point, um, you know, a lot try that and then find out that actually it's lonely at the top. Mm. It's lonely out there working as a solo freelance stylist. And yeah. so there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of kudos and um, uh, benefits to working in a really beautiful team. So they, they often it comes back 360, I'm starting to find. So yeah, I think don't fear it and just kind of embrace it as much as we can again and um, support it and do what we need to do to, to keep our own salons and brands strong yeah I think I, I think one of the things I agree with what you said about looking for the opportunity I think what it does do for the people that step into that space and decide to do run it solo it gives them a really clear understanding of the flow of the finances of their business like instantly they get this all rests on my shoulder this is costing me this much this is how much I make so they learn some really good fundamentals and I agree with what you're saying I think that yin and yang that that can happen with it they go oh wow that's what it's like yeah. that I, I've heard it before but I've lived it now I get it now I don't know if this quite the right fit for me anymore maybe I want to get back into another space like into a salon space back into a team for that support of my other team members you know and also for the financial support of being in a salon established business but yeah there are definitely some great things I think people can learn by maybe dipping in their toes in that environment space. I think the danger comes for salon brand salon businesses is when we try to be everything to everybody mm. and we try to save the people that might want to go out on their own and try to do this hybrid or give people this rent a chair type of scenario while you're trying to build a brand and I think that's kind of dangerous that we shift uh, the way that we do business or our business model too much just to save the people 
Um, and I think we've just got to tread carefully there and not try to be apples and oranges and just stick to mm -hmm. who we are. I've seen that go terribly wrong. And the what makes a brand strong gets eroded by trying to serve everybody. And so I guess my message is um, there's a really strong reason and proposition to build a team and people want to be part of a team and just let the other people who don't want to be part of that, let them do their thing. Mm. Don't try to be all things to all people. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, too disruptive to try and bridge the two, bring the two together. Yeah, and it erodes what you already have that's working well for the people that you have. Mm. I think, you know, change is inevitable. People will come and go. We want to hold on to them as long as we can, but people will always leave you. We will always be the last man standing inside yeah. of our business, ultimately, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> let's not be fearful of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. What are you guys looking forward to the most in your own businesses um, in 2024? What's like the big exciting thing that you're going to do this year or the thing that you're looking forward to? Um, give us a bit of a bird's eye view into the next 12 months for your business. Yeah, sure. So, well, I've got a few things on the table for 2024. Um, one of our key focuses is... Um, you know embracing technology more obviously it's like as much as we're human centric there's a lot of uh tech out there that helps us do better business um so one of the things for the team will be a big focus on social media so uh what by that i mean we're already pretty strong from a, a salon perspective uh but each individual within it come and go a bit on social media so Anyone that's not kind of an exec stylist in our world for 2024 will be starting to grow their brand online, a sort of at their business under our business type of thing. Um, so that's I'm excited about that space. I've got some great talent in the team, and I'm really looking forward to showcasing that and helping them see how much more money and how easier it is to grow a clientele and all the things that they can achieve through some dedicated social media. And the reason my execs don't have to do it is because they're fully booked, right? Um, however, I have this great white hope that they'll see my young ones killing it and be like, I want a piece of that action. So um, hopefully that's what happens there. So that's one of our uh, key focuses. The other is to really get... Um, a bit heavier hands-on with some education here in New Zealand. So um, again, probably under our own banner, we're going to look to create more external education, both business and uh, skill sets for the industry. So um, two quite big projects, actually. So um, Janine, I'm keen to know, is that your you and your team stepping out into education, like like your executives providing education for the for the industry? Yes, yes, that's what we're going to look at. So we're going to look at uh, creating um, sort of seminars that people can come and attend um, and or like a shadow me program within the salon. So they just come and hang out for in real time and see what they might shadow a stylist. They might just shadow the salon for the day, whatever that looks like. Um, and and or some of mine traveling around or going wherever the demand is for them to go and teach whatever the, their skill strength is. Um, for a day or a morning or something yeah I love that so much because it's fully ticks the career pathway for your own team it yeah. provides something to the industry and I've seen you do this in your last business actually and you smashed it so um, I will be watching that excitedly yeah <laughs> what That's about what about you um, 
<laughs> yeah, how about, about you, Mana? Oh, from from a business perspective, it's still early days yet, but we're at the moment we're looking at potentially having another site, um, which will be in quite a different destination to where we are currently. Um, we've been looking at it for a little bit, and we feel that the area that we're the the geographic area that we're looking at is has some really good untapped potential, and I think we're at the point where we can use. Um, I guess what we've built with the Blaze brand to have another site somewhere else in a different area that would allow us to kind of provide that same kind of, um, I guess, Blaze experience just in another environment. So it's still early days and it's going to take a lot of work, but um, it just it just feels like the right time. I think it's it's going back again to what you mentioned earlier, Larissa, about you know really drawing the line in the sand and going, okay, this happened that's there we're here now where are we going to and it it really i think from a headspace and business perspective keeps going back to the same things about just being very clear on who you are and then with the movement forward being clear on where it is you want to go so that's really yeah. the one big focus for us for this year because it's going to take a lot yeah it's going to take a lot and also, can I just say, way to lead, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we can't do that now, and all the things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, get it. It's exciting. Mm, but the, the time does feel right for it. So, yeah, that's our, our one big focus. Yeah, good. I, I love the laser focus. That's a big enough project mm. on its own for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so both of you as business owners, um, I would love to know what is your mantra or quote or is there something that kind of keeps you focused on uh on the straight and narrow what would it be um problem I, I always have a quote floater I'm a queen of quotes actually if you ask my team they're like oh that's a Janineism." um but at the moment <laughs> one of my um key quotes uh well I have two actually and I'll share them both the first one is comparison is the thief of joy mm. um, I feel like we spend so much of our time now looking at social media and comparing mm. it and I'm just like you know, it makes you feel ungrateful and all of the things, you know, like, yeah. so that's a really big one for me at the moment. And the other one is don't expect different results if you keep doing the same behavior. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of a main one for 2024, you know, like we've got to look at everything, guys, and shake it up and do things differently to get a, a better result and a better lifestyle out of it for everyone. So those mm -hmm. are my two. How about you, Mana? Oh, uh, that's well, I love those two. I think my, my yeah, it's a mantra. I guess it's um, I've probably taken it from a whole lot of different things and then mixed it all up to make my own version of it. But it's it's what I mentioned earlier. I think it's like know who you are, know where you want to go. And I think mm -hmm. I I love that statement because there are a few different layers to it. I think knowing who you are, it just takes everything back to the core of who you are as a human being who you are as a business, who you are as a brand, and it allows you to get really crystal clear on the things that are your superpowers. Then the next step of that, know where you want to go, A, there's hope. And I think if what the past recent years has taught us, that it's hope that's really gotten us through, um, that second statement of know where you want to go is that idea that there's opportunity it's about really looking for it. And then I think also the last part of it is just being going, okay, if that's where I want to be, what are the things that I have now that I can use to push me there? And then what are the bits I'm missing 
that I'll need to get to get to that destination that I have. So it's, it's one statement, but I feel like it gives you a really good mirror of, of looking at everything with clarity and then also giving you a map. So that's why I love that statement. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Uh, uh, we have a bit of a, a mantra this year internally as a team, probably as the operational team, and that's the 80-20 rule. And we have it uh, up on the wall at mm. the moment. Um, Salon Owners Collective uh, ticked over the seven-year mark uh, late last year. And, you know, in that first phase of growth of a new business, you really just try all of the things and throw a bunch of spaghetti, spaghetti, bunch of spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And I feel like we've kind of stepped into the next seven-year phase mm. of the business and now it's about optimizing and yeah. really just stripping away the things that aren't giving us the results. And we've been busy being busy, mm. you know, and busy being growing. And now it's like, okay, we're just going to do the things that really work. We're just going to let go of the things that are giving us minimal or no results and we just continue to do them because we've always done them. And so um, 80-20 is the mantra, um, which kind of equals optimization, which just means that we can work smarter, a little bit easier and not not feel so busy. Mm, I like but that. But still have the same results. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like that. <laughs> so good. I think not being busy is the new black. That's a, you know, like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I'm really aware, like, people ask you, um, you know, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I've been so busy. Like, that's not cool anymore. Like, no. to be over busy and oversubscribed is like, no, we want to go, mm. you know what, I'm having a good time and I'm going to a concert this weekend and I'm living mm. a life. Yeah, mm. and um, freedom is the is the promised land for sure. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. I love our uh, conversation and I know that those listening are going to want to stalk you guys like where's your salon what do you you know who are who are these people so would you be so kind to share your dub dubs and your socials where can we find you Janine where can we stalk you yep sure thing so you can stalk me uh, my my Instagram is at hairbiz1010 so um, you can find me there the salon is main underscore salon um or www.mainsalon.co.nz um and you can also find my new venture at um calabar manager on instagram and www.calabarmanager.com so yeah love to see you get amongst the calabar because that's like saving money and that's definitely optimizing um what about <laughs> what about you mana um oh. where can we stalk you Oh, mine's really easy. My Insta handle is my name, so it's at Mana Dave. Um, alternatively, the selling one is at uh, Blaze um, at Blaze underscore, um, or you can just check out our website www.blazehair.com. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you both so much coming and uh, sharing your words of wisdom, many years of wisdom, um, and appreciate your time. It's been awesome to get together. Yeah, so good. Thanks, Larissa. Yeah, Thanks, take care. Thanks, See you. So I had a lot of fun recording this episode with you guys. Thank you again, Janine, Mana, for joining me on this podcast. I will add all of their socials below so you can keep up with the awesome things that they're doing in the industry. Now, I think we covered a nice range of topics that we as salon owners 
need to know in 2024 from our connection to our team, our clients, and how we can teach this Gen Z how to have a two-way conversation, as well as the confidence we need as a salon owner for managing our team and just knowing the numbers. So let me know in our profitable and successful Salon Owners Facebook group, what trends do you think salon owners need to be aware of in 2024? What do you think? And don't forget, if you're a salon owner looking to become a salon CEO, just click the Apply Now button in the show notes. Let's jump on a call. You can tell me a little bit about your salon. Let's see if Salon Mastery or the Momentum Program or even the Boardroom is right for you. Well, that's it from me for this episode. See you same time, same place on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.